0: It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. It is episode 76 of the Say Hey Podcast. This is Doug Hayes, aka Say Hey Doug. It is June 6, 2022. Say Hey Rob. Man, it's been too long, bro. It's been over a month, uh, but we're back stronger than ever, at least some of us. How's it going, man? Good,
1: good. I don't know if I'm quite as stronger than ever, getting over a little flu bug myself. And Doug, you've had your bouts with with health as well in the last few weeks, but God willing, somehow we have made it back to the podcast and We're we are here. ready to catch everybody up on what's been a, a, a mulch, not a, a mulch is May. I don't know. It, it's been, mm-hmm. it was a rough May. I can't think of a good word. A, a maddening May. Let's go with maddening May for the San yeah. Francisco Giants because we didn't talk about mm-hmm. it. We haven't
0: been here since May 3rd wow yeah dude it's been a while (laughs) um yeah it was a uh kind of an up and down may um and of course i want to i want to look it up and like have the numbers in front of me of what they did for May, but i i don't have it um oh here we go they went 13 and 14 uh in may after going 14 and 7 in april uh, and, yeah, so tonight we're, we're going to do what we've done before in the last couple of years, which is kind of our state of the union. Um, you know, we felt like we wanted to give, you know, the season about 50-ish games or so. Now we're over that. And we can kind of assess where the Giants are currently. You know, it's it was uh, an odd off season. obviously. They didn't bring in a ton of reinforcements. Um, you know, obviously they re-signed. Uh, Alex Wood and Anthony Di Scalfani brought them back. They brought Brandon Belt back on a qualifying offer. Uh, the, the names that they did go out and get, they brought in Carlos Rodon, and then they obviously brought in Jock Peterson uh, for 22 mil and 6 mil respectively this year. So uh, they've obviously had their impacts felt already. But, you know, before we get into specific things, just kind of like an overall – feeling right now rob like i i don't want to i think we're at the point like let's stop comparing to last year last year's in the rearview mirror and then some Mm -hmm. like the first 52 games like where we're at right now june 6th happy d-day go america uh you know where are we at with you rob with the giants we are
1: maybe a little a little below where i would would like to see this team if you were to tell me they'd be in third place, you know, in June, I would have said, that's okay. It's a tough, it's a tough division. I understand that, but 29, 24 is in the end of the world. The Padres are playing much inspired baseball, a little, maybe a little better than we all expected. Bob Melvin has had a very strong impact on that team, but we can yeah. get into all of that later about the rest of the, of the division, but the giants themselves, it's, it's not that they're 29 and 24, that, that, Again, that's not bad. Five and a half back. You know they currently hold the uh, seventh or the third wildcard spot, the seventh playoff spot. But it's kind of the the way they've been going about their business. I want to say has been a little, you know, frustrating for me. On the on the defensive end, just not not nearly as good as last year so far. The defensive run saved, Doug, you tweeted this out. I believe it was last week. They're dead last in baseball right, right now. Yep. You know, and that's that's not just errors, it's it's mental errors. It takes everything in, in in consideration from a defensive standpoint. And last year, I believe they were they were near the top 10. They weren't the best, but they were top, top 10 in 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 that stat in that category. So that's been frustrating to watch because even even over the years, you know. The Giants have always put a pretty strong emphasis as an organization on fielding the ball and playing catch very well. Even when even when they didn't have a ton of range, even when, like, you know, Davy Cruz was in the infield with Bill Hall and guys like that. Ray, oh. R- Ray Durham, Brian Bocock, you know, even when the infield wasn't that good, they there was an emphasis on fielding the ball and making the routine plays. God, and I thought they, you
0: were gonna they, drop a Cody Ransom, dude. No,
1: oh Cody Ransom, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, remember his walk up against the Dodgers that one time? That was <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, Go but ahead, number two, Cody Ransom. Hope you're listening. <laughs> but um, but yeah, they're just not doing the little things on defense this year. So that's a that's a little disheartening because they've done it so well, even in the bad years. The, the Giants have always done that very very well. And I, I know Doug, you, you'll probably run on this a little harder than I will. Yeah the the bullpen hasn't been as goes last year as well some have predicted that but in in may specifically you know they they took a bit of a nosedive and their those arms are, get, are getting pretty taxed you know due to starting pitching not going deeper into games so it's all it all comes full circle doesn't it because on on the surface starting pitching looks good like oh look at the era you know look at you know th- th- they're they're doing well as a staff yeah but they're not going as deep in games as they did last year and that has a overall effect on the entire pitching staff not just not just starters but the bullpen as well so yeah it's they're being 29-24 with everything that's kind of gone on I I can be okay with that but yeah the blowing late leads and you know letting teams generate rallies without hitting the ball out of the infield it's just frustrating to watch on a daily basis because it's not just every now and then this happens about every day now
0: yeah, that's that's fair, and as always, um, boringly enough, if that's a word, I agree with pretty much everything you just said. Uh, yeah, 29-24. This is the current NOS standings, just so we kind of know where we're at. Dodgers are thirty five and nineteen, no surprise there. Um, Padres thirty three and twenty one, two games back. Giants are five and a half back at twenty nine and twenty four. Diamondbacks, Rockies, hanging around at the bottom. But <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. If you were to tell me, hey. 29 and 24 through the first 53, I'd be like, well, yeah, maybe a little worse than than what we were expecting, but um, not bad. I know five and a half out. I mean, we, we can just establish this now. I know that you and I did our season preview before the season even started. Um, this is the Dodgers division, right? Like I, I, I have absolutely no hope, and you can put me on record right now, again, no hope that the Giants win this division. I, I think the main – um, objective this year was to tread water. I've said tread water a lot of times this season, tread water, get into the tournament and make some damage happen in October. And I truly think that we're kind of seeing, especially with uh, how the things went in the off season and how, and how things are going, you know, with we've had multiple smaller moves that we'll touch base on a little bit later, just a little bit um, that have gone on the first couple months of the season. Uh I think Farhan Zaidi and Scott Harris are just like, let's tread water. Let's get in. We think that our, you know, rotation is good enough and we can build on this bullpen um, at the deadline and, and maybe add to the offense as well. So, um, and speaking of the offense, let's, let's start with the lineup here. Let's start with the offense. We're not going to go through specifically like player for player. We may highlight a player and talk about them for a little bit, but we're not going to bore you to death. Um, just some important numbers uh, real quick. Uh, For the offensive numbers for the Giants, they're 12th in major leagues and average fourth in on-base percentage, fifth in OPS, third in runs, six in home runs, and 21st in stolen bags. So overall, the offense has been pretty good. I mean, they have their days where um, they frustrate you, uh, you know, it feels like they're one for 14 with runners in scoring position, or they leave 15 dudes on base, you know, they'll have those games, but overall the numbers are proving the giants offensively are doing fine
1: yeah i, I, th- I think they're they're doing okay you know you're doing fine doing okay we can call whatever we want they have overall they have benefited greatly from their outburst uh, they had a,
0: thir-
1: a 13 14 run game whatever that was like, against u was early in the year they had a 15 run game on 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 saturday They've had a, a couple big outbursts. They had one, two in, in Washington uh, or earlier in the season, two big outbursts. So they, they've benefited greatly from adding on runs while they were beating the piss out of, out of teams. I, we can say that. And nothing wrong with that. Which you is know, they, important this year. It's, a, it's yeah. important now. You know? yeah. Run differential has never been a bigger story. So, yeah, yeah the unwritten rules of baseball are gone. But, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, o- o- overall – you got to be pretty pleased, right? Jock Peterson is the only real offensive addition that, that they made in the offseason. And hell he's leading the team with 13 home runs. He's like yeah. fourth in the national league, you know, Joe do, do doing his part. But out, outside of that, it's been a, it's been a pretty collective effort. You know, Wilmer Flores, six bombs, Brandon, Brandon Crawford for all his struggles. Yeah. He started on the team in, in home runs with, with, with five, with Longoria and, and Mike Kustremski and Brandon Belt hasn't been in there, so every time he he's in there, you're you're pretty much guaranteed you're, you're getting more pitches out of pitchers. You know you're, he's going to get on base a couple times, usually even on on his worst days. So they're they're really missing him right now, and his glove, by the way. And Lamont Wade, um, with all with all the maneuvering that they've had to do with. With with that with outfielders and they're they're still really missing Lamont Wade. You know, you know, Luis Gonzalez has filled in that that, that role beautifully, but he doesn't quite have the pop that Wade brings brings to the table. But you know, when when a guy's hitting like three twenty six or whatever the hell he, he's hitting, you, you can't really you can't really get, get mad at him. But a guy like 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 Tyro Estrada, you know, he's he stepped up at the plate you know him and his re- reverse splits he's he's kind of he's calling fa- falling out of out of favor in, in in recent weeks because of a little addition with donovan walton you know talk about coming out know, coming out of nowhere you know, the dude right now has 10 hits as a giant and i think nine have gone for extra base hits that's that that's ah, that's, that's, that's pretty impressive eight
0: doubles and a bomb yeah no, that, that that bomb that, hurt
1: yeah and that's you know, for for the analytics guys, I mean that, that that's a dream right there. He's doing everything with his swings, but I think there's a lot of room for improvement, especially from the right side. Dar- Darren Ruff, you know, he hasn't quite gotten to go going yet. You know, jo- Joey Bart's been, been a disappointment all, all, offensively so far, but a little more production besides Wilmer, Wilmer Flores and a part-time Evan Longoria from the, from the right side would go a long way for this offense and it would take out some of the uh, choppiness that that we're seeing, you know, night in and night out. Cause like I said, they're, their big nights have been big and they've look, looked good, but yeah, a lot of nights where you got one for 12 with run score position, one for 13, one for 14, even, even the the other night, when, when they scored 15 runs, they had, I believe it was 10, 10 runs through the fifth, through the sixth inning. At that point in the game, they already left 16 dudes on base that game could have been a lot worse, but believe me. So a little, a little room for improvement in the, um, in the clutch department, I guess. Yeah. I, we can say.
0: Yeah. You pretty much nailed everything there. I mean, the, the positives. Yes. Uh, you know, Mikey strength, has been good. I was hoping he was going to have a really good year. He has, I think the power slowly starting to come along five home mm-hmm. runs, 21 bombs, but he is hitting and, um, He's also walking a lot too. He's got an on base of three eighty four, um, so he's kind of back to that two thousand twenty feel right now. Uh, Jock Peterson, like you said, he's been fantastic, hitting the ball at the ballpark for power, um, and also walking as well. Three forty nine on base percentage. He's got that OPS plus of one sixty two. So he is yes. one of the better uh, you know bats in baseball right now. Uh, A couple more positives. Obviously, you brought up Wilmer Flores, and I've been saying Wilmer and Yastrzemski feel like they're kind of like the two most consistent bats in this lineup. Uh, You know, Wilmer's got 31 RBIs, which leads the team. He's just, you know, even flow, man. Ever since he's been here the last few years, you know, you know what you're going to get from Wilmer Flores. And then, obviously, the huge addition of (laughs) Luis Gonzalez. I remember, you know, they traded for this guy from the White Sox back in September who he was like just coming off shoulder surgery. So we knew he, he wasn't going to do anything for last year's team. No. And then we weren't really expecting him. We weren't even thinking about him coming into no. this season. And in 35 games, he's hitting 321, 363 on base percentage, slugging 446. Uh, he's just a hit machine. And his spray <laughs> chart is awesome, man. He'll hit it to any part of the diamond. You know, you go inside, outside on him. He knows how to make it hurt. Um yeah. I mean, the, the guys have been there. And then obviously, like you said, it will help when Brandon Belt and Lamont Wade get back, adding, you know, more power from the left side of the box, fully healthy. This team has top to bottom, arguably the best left-handed bats, um, you know, up and down to order. But yeah, then there's been your struggles. J- Joey Bart has has been pretty disappointing. Um, Brandon Crawford has been slowly getting going a little bit lately, uh, but hasn't been. Uh, you know, close to where he was last year. And then obviously I think Darren Ruff was starting to get a little bit going too. And then obviously uh, had a rough week last week with yeah, his sure. with his father passing, but I expect him to come back in the next few days, hoping yes. he can kind of go off of that. And then Longoria has had spurts when he's healthy uh, yeah. and he's healthy right now. So if he can get some more consistent at bats, it's just, we can go on and on, but I'm not too worried about the offense. I'm yeah. hoping that maybe they can use this prospect capital at the trade deadline or even sooner than that. Cause I think the giants are going to hold a lot of leverage over other uh, GMs across the league because they have financial flexibility and they yes. have so many prospects that they can move where it won't damage the long-term um, you know, goals of this organization. They can absolutely go build and, and make this offense a really, really good offense, whether it's platooning left-handed, right-handed, whatever. So yeah, definitely excited about the offense. I think, through, for the rest of the season,
1: there. They, I feel. I feel like they're they're kind, of, they're kind of in a similar position where the Dodgers were a couple of years ago before they traded for Mookie Betts, where yeah. they didn't have as much as much shit as we as we people people get the Dodgers for you know paying their guy their guys a lot of money at that point. I believe that was two thousand eighteen or nineteen when they traded for for Mookie Betts right for right before the COVID season. Yeah, yeah, that was. You know they weren't paying a, a, a lot of guys on that team, you know at that at that at that moment. But they make the trade for for, for Mookie Betts, they pay him his big deal. Then they they come back in in, in 2021, they make the trade for Scherzer and Trey, Trey Turner. You know with all their prospect capital that that, that they have built up, you know, they give their top two prospects. Yep. Sometimes that's what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do. And then here we go in 2022, they cash out for a guy like Freddie Freeman. I feel like the Giants are in a similar position to where the Dodgers were in 2019.
0: But will they do the same stuff? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, offensively, I think we're on the same page. Not too concerned. I think that what they're doing is sustainable um, for the rest of the season. And obviously, they can improve with adding another batter, two. And like we said, we're, they're going to have that outfield depth good problem to have uh, in upcoming weeks when when Bell and Wade come back. So we're going to see what's happening. Obviously, Duggar's. Be coming off the 60 day IL. Yep. He does have an option. I think there's a good chance that he ends up in sack um, and, you know, goes from there. And then when someone goes down, he'll be ready to come back up. And we know what Steven Duggar can do. Yes. Um, so
1: one, one, one guy, one guy we forgot to mention is Austin Slater as well. He's been very yeah. consistent, went on the field, but another guy who and missed,
0: time, missed time with the injury. And I don't have his numbers right in front of me right now, but he's been hitting right-handed Yes, uh, pitching much better this year. I know he had a big hit. Was it yesterday against the Marlins? Yep. Um, that it was an RBI single. He's been That's much better against righties yep. uh, this season. So and a big let's year move, for him, too. Yeah, it is. Uh, let's move on to the starting rotation. This is kind of the iffy one where we're at. Talk about their numbers real quick. So this is across Major League Baseball, not just the NL. They're 20th in ERA, 18th in whip, 10th in walks per nine, third in strikeouts per nine, 24th in hits per nine, and second in home runs per nine. So um, kind of a mixed bag there uh, of statistics. Obviously, Logan Webb coming off of last year, we we're expecting him to hopefully take a step forward. I'm not, he hasn't been bad. Uh, he just is kind of... He's just been there, you know, I don't even know how else to put it. He's um, five and one. He has been winning games, three, eight, two ERA, 56 strikeouts to 16 walks. So he, you know, good ratio there, almost four to one. Uh, but the strikeouts are for sure down only 7.6 Ks per nine. Um, yeah. I mean, Logan Webb's been good. Not great. Um are you concerned about Logan Webber to your thought? You know, there's only five or six guys we can talk about, so we can kind of break down the rotation yeah, a little more. Sure, sure. Uh no, I'm not really concerned
1: about Webb. Uh he because he he he's throwing he's throwing better. He, he had a good little streak there of like three three starts where he was looking like like his old self. And then yeah, he he ran into a a bit of a, a bit of a scud, I would I would say, Yeah, know, out of scud start against. The Marlins, where he just couldn't really lo- locate anything, even yeah. early in the game when he was when he was dropping zeros. The first four innings, he was really struggling with his command, getting deep into counts and pitch count. At, you know, really piled up on him, and ultimately it led him. You know, getting pulled in the in the fourth inning, but if we can our fifth inning. I'm sorry, and we'll, yeah. we can, we can talk more about that a little bit later. But no, I'm not I'm not worried about him. Um, he's young. This is um, you know his. His first real full season, I, I, I want to say, where you know he's he's coming off last year. Yeah, you know, he wasn't up all year last year, but that was the most pitches he'd ever thrown in a season. So, I, I was I was expecting a, a bit of a step step back for for Logan Webb this year, but but he has shown you know he's, he's got he's got, got the moxie out there to battle through it when he doesn't have his best stuff, and that's all you can you know, r- r- really ask for out of him at at this yeah. point in the season. He's yeah. he's out there grinding and you know, giving the giants a chance to win every time he goes out there.
0: Carlos Rodon. He's the guy they brought in, uh, you know, on that weird contract. I, I, I think it's a great contract, you know, 22 mil for this year. I think if he hits 110 innings, he can either opt in or opt out. If he doesn't, the giants can hold on to him for another 22 next year, uh, four and four, three, four, four ERA, 70 strikeouts, 21 walks. Um, Obviously he had that one really, really bad outing against the Cardinals where he got blown up. And I think it was what eight earned runs that night, nine earned runs. It was, it yeah. was bad early, early too. So if you take, <clears throat> excuse me, if you take that start out, I know we could have done this with freaking Alex wood against the Dodgers last year, but you know, you take, or disco Fani. I'm sorry. Yeah, disco. But, yeah. But if you take that one to start out and cut it in half, I mean, this guy's ERA is hovering around three or below. So, mm-hmm. Carlos Sordana has been really good. My only concern, here's the thing. He is healthy. He's consistently throwing mid to high nineties. He'll touch 97, 98 throughout a whole start. Mm -hmm. My only concern is, and he's, he's not walking a ton of dudes, but my God, I feel like every other batter, it goes full. And that's, you touched on starters, not being able to go late into uh, games really. And it's, it's affecting the bullpen, uh, you know, their longevity of the season and yeah, I mean, Rodon is consistently done after, like, five or getting into the six because he's already hitting 90, 100 pitches. And, obviously, he's a guy they – I don't want to say baby because, I feel like, like Rodon's a fucking dude. Like, he's just a beast out on the mound. You can see it, how he carries himself. You know, he's a, he's a huge competitor. He's a hard ass. Um, he really is. I love yep. watching him pitch, though. He's entertaining as hell. Yep. Um, but, yeah, obviously, I know they want to protect him, and so he's there in September when they need him. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll we'll see if you know maybe those extra days off in between can help him. Uh, I'm kind of just waiting for that IL stint, dude. But I feel like they can't do it right now.
1: Look for the Giants or look for Farhan and Kepler to try to give him maybe an extra day off once guys like Matthew Boyd and Disco are back in the fold. Yeah, you know, uh, he could he could really benefit from you know from five days rest and he's been the Giants haven't had that flexibility really with this funny being out and Matthew Boyd not being ready and Carlos Martinez not not working out yeah so if everybody gets back I could see the Giants kind of not going to a full full six-man rotation but for him specifically you know lo- lo- looking to give Rodon a extra day of rest you know when when they have the
0: opportunity to do so yeah I agree so I I'm not – I'm happy with how Rodon's performed. I'm not – the only thing I'm worried about him is just just stay healthy, dude, because we need – if he goes out, we're in trouble. But, you know, you bring up Matthew Boyd. Um, I believe he's going to be thrown in a rehab game pretty soon. And pretty then soon. Uh, Di Scafani's progressing pretty well, too. So, <clears throat> you're right. That could be two arms over the next few weeks that the Giants get before the All-Star break. And um that's really a chance where they could shut Rodon down for two weeks, possibly, yeah. including the break, and you know, let him uh let him get rejuvenated for the second half of the season. Yep. Uh Alex Wood, he had a he had a pretty darn good year last year for the Giants. Obviously, he got brought back uh on a new deal. Three and five, four, six, six, ERA, fifty strikeouts, fifteen walks, um, you know, nine point three Ks per nine, which is pretty good. Um yeah what are your thoughts overall on on alex wood uh i mean he, he's kind of he's doing
1: the same stuff he really did last year i think the difference is teams are adjusting to him he is always in the strike zone he that dude lives in the strike zone and teams are the last his last few starts they are attacking him early in the count they are not waiting around on him no usually what what happens with with alex wood is you know, teams will start jumping on him the third time through the lineup. Yeah, his—I I don't have his opponent's batting average in in front of me the third time through, but I know it's it's got to be close to three eighty, three ninety. It's it's got to be up, up there. But
0: keep talking. I'll see if I can get away. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but his, uh, yeah, his approach—I—I I think is exactly the same as it was last year. Yeah, he's he's attacking the zone. I think teams are just adjusting to him a little bit. And he's, he's a ground ball pitcher and the giants aren't making a lot of plays in the infield so, so far this year. And it, it, that's, that's the, that's the, the, the uh, God's truth of it. So balls, yeah. Balls in play right, right now are, have not been the giants friend for Alex Cobb, Alex Wood, you know, it do, it doesn't matter right now dudes aren't aren't making plays so I mean he's 50 50 strikeouts and in, in 48 in a in a third inning I mean that's that's only j- just above a cane inning it's not spectacular no. so yeah I, I really it, it's hard it's hard for me to really get get on him because I feel like he's doing the exact same stuff he was doing last year just the results are different.
0: So I have his numbers in front of me. And yeah just like he said <laughs> and I, I would categorize this like you know starts off um Okay, then I feel like the second time through he actually like really settles in. I feel like his best innings are the third and fourth innings. Like he's That's, that sinker gets going, yeah, dude. And that he's tough gets to going. hit. And then the third time through, so listen to this. I won't, I won't go crazy in the weeds here, but um, ninety. So so you can hear the sample size. Ninety plate appearances. Um, first time through uh, for this year so far. Twenty four Ks, six walks, pretty good. A bat. Uh, opponents' batting average is two ninety three. Uh, on-base percentage of 348. so not great. But second time around, listen to this, also 90 plate appearances. So he's basically got through the lineup twice every time, okay? Yeah. Um, 23 strikeouts, seven walks, 198 batting average against, and a 267 on on-base. So like I just said, he's he's pretty damn good that second time through. Settling in. Now, this is when it's really bad, <laughs> third time through. <laughs> Um, 31 plate appearances so obviously not much because he's getting yanked yeah um three strikeouts two walks, 483 opponents batting average with an on-base percentage of 516 483 483 dude he's getting oh, way worse than i thought listen Wait. 14 14 for 29 um third time through opponents are seeing him so just hammered hammered man so yeah it's it it has become that unofficial thing where it's like okay we know we can get through like four with with wood but that third time through i think anybody that watches you know every other giants game or every other start for Wood, it's like holy shit you know like we should probably get him out because now he's about to get lit up
1: yeah, and you know at for from, from Gabe Kapler's standpoint, you know, you you don't you, you probably don't like to do that cuz you're basically you're telling your pitcher, "Yeah, I know you're about to get lit up." <laughs> and yeah. I, I I know your time's coming, but, you know, I mean, this happened last year, it's happened again this year. I mean, 40-43, I mean, that that is that 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 that's wiffle ball shit. Like that is that's incredible God. numbers. So, yeah, you guys you got to bite the bullet and just basically get somebody up, you know, by by the fifth inning whenever you know, Alex Wood starting. Just, it just it is
0: what it is. Oh. So I don't know. Maybe those extra days in between two would do him some help. I I don't know. I I don't have a solution for it. I know he likes to work fast and get in goes, a good rhythm when goes. he's on. Yeah, when he's on, I enjoy watching him pitch. But man, he can. And by the way, uh, I lined it up. I believe we will see Alex Wood throwing next Monday when we're at the uh, Royals and Giants game. So oh. yay. all right, Alex <laughs> Wood, here we go, baby. So um, I think we should kind of skip disco. Uh, he had three starts yeah. and he's yeah. been on the 60 day IL for almost two months. Now I am anticipating uh, him getting back. I am I'm, I'm looking to see how he feels uh, when he comes back. Hopefully he can eat up some innings and, and give some guys some, a little, little more rest, but I'll yes. skip over to Alex Cobb. Now I, I had expectations for Alex Cobb coming in this year. You know, if you were to look at his overall numbers, you kind of be like, eh, it's been three and two, a five, seven, three ERA. Um, 47 strikeouts to 12 walks, 11.2 Ks per nine. He is getting strikeouts. He's striking people out. You could tell that arm is healthy. He is consistently throwing, you know, 94 to 96. He's healthy, which is good. Um, but, yeah, that ERA is high. Uh, he's he's given up a lot of hits. 37 and 230, he's given up 44 hits. So definitely something that, uh, you know, he'll want to work on. I know he got scratched from his last start. Uh, but he wasn't put on the IL. So I'm, I'm anticipating he might throw in this Rocky series, Um, you know, overall thoughts on Alex Cobb, Rob.
1: I have honestly, I've loved Alex Cobb so far. He has, you know, he's just been a victim of a lot of bad luck this year. You know, ball balls hit and play. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you, if you have to have that that set in front of you, it's, it's got to be ridiculously high for for him any ball that pretty much gets in play you're just you're crossing your fingers like dude somebody please please make a play I mean yeah. he he he's had two starts off, off, off the top of my head the Washington start on 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 that Sunday where, where Vossler botched that easy double play over it there where all he had to do was field the ball step on the back go to first yeah and that and that inning's over but the ball gets by him and somehow it it, it, go, it doesn't it doesn't go down as an error. Somehow, and all those runs get tacked on to Alex Cobb's ERA, and it's like Jesus. He he here he is getting pulled in the first inning. And it's like damn, he didn't even pitch bad, and uh, that has happened to him a, a few t- times this year, where swinging bunts just ball balls in, in the hole where you would expect major leaguers to to, to make those plays. They're they're not easy plays, but their plays were if you. If you watch enough Giants baseball over the years, those plays get made, and they're just not getting made when he's on the mound. And it's it's really frustrating as as, as a fantasy his ERA balloon, you know, like that when you feel like, damn, you know he he didn't pitch that that, that bad today. No, and it's it's he's happening. striking fools out. And, yeah, and he's striking it. He's striking dudes out. I mean, his stuff is filthy, but I, I don't know what it is. You know, maybe the defense gets. You know you guys get a lot go out there when, when when Cobb's out there you know doing his thing expecting dudes to strike out or maybe they just hate him. Who knows? But <laughs> I, I don't think that's it. But no, like despite the numbers, despite the bloated e- ERA, I have been very, very impressed with Alex Cobb. The only modeling uh, you know red flag is he's already been on the IL once and he just got scratched the other day due to yeah. back tightness and the guy has a history of 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 injuries a very you know colorful history of injuries so uh, other than that you know I am I'm all about Alex Cobb right now I I don't think you can take him out of this rotation if he's healthy
0: no I am with you I I think he's he's been he's been good enough he's shown flashes he's healthy like you said um and you know as Rob would say you know for you sabermetrics nerds um (laughs) his FIP which is fielding independent pitching you. you know um is 263 which is really good that just means he is he's running into a lot of bad luck defense not making plays behind him um a lot of little bitch hits getting in there so he's been throwing well um I'm I'm whatever about Alex Cobb I'm sure his numbers will even out you know throughout the season so um the last starter I want to talk about this is Probably the one that's been getting the most uh, pub lately, and it's totally deserving. And that's Jacob Junis, dude. Uh Farhan brings him in the offseason. Everybody's like, who the fuck is Jacob Junis? Well, he's this guy from, you know, the Royals the last few years. Numbers aren't that great, but technically a, a ground ball inducing guy. Three and one in six starts, eight appearances, a two five one ERA, 35 strikeouts, nine walks. He's been good, man, and he's been been able to, you know, get the Giants into the fifth in the sixth. Uh, Most of the time he starts out there, and it's just another Farhan find. I don't know how else to put it. He's not striking dudes out a ton, 7.3 per nine. He is giving up one home run per nine, but he gives the Giants an opportunity to win every single time he goes out there, and for, a you know, a 6A, 6B option, that's absolutely – you can't ask for more. from, from this guy. That's yeah. And that's I mean, my, that's my thought on Jacob Junis.
1: Yeah. I, I last year or the last couple years, you know, I, I called him Jacob over Junis because whenever he pitched, <laughs> I took the over in the Royals games because he got lit up. He, he, he did. And so when Farhan you know, brought him in, in the off season, I really, I was, I scratched my head a little bit. I'm like, okay, there's obviously there's something that I, I don't know, or they, they must have some type of plan with him. I don't think they anticipated throwing him into the rotation so quickly but Disco gets hurt and you know things happen but he's really he's really eliminated the four seam fastball from his game he's throwing basically all almost all sliders you know he's almost he's almost like a like a another version of Sergio Romo out there but he but yeah like you said he's he's given up a, a, a home run you know every you know pretty consistently like one to start usually gave up yeah. even gave up one yesterday he pitched great yesterday but yeah, I mean Garrett Cooper takes him to the opposite field, good swing by him, but you know that that's that's going to happen though when you're you know so reliant on on, on your slider. But yeah, I mean come on, it, eight appearances, a three and one ERA, two or three one record, two point five one ERA, you know zero point nine three WHIP. Like he's he's giving the Giants a chance every time out, and that's all you can ask for.
0: Absolutely, yeah. No, I, I both agree uh impressed with Jacob Jones for sure so yeah the overall I think you know in regards to the rotation we'll wrap up with the rotation it's just about health I mean uh, Webb I'm we're not too concerned you know Rodon's been good Wood, hopefully we'll figure things out um overall I think we we can't like say hey we need to figure out something else with this rotation I think in the longevity of the season like I said with the lineup I think they're going to be fine um and it was, you know, this was an expected strength going into the season um, by by most fans. So we'll see. I'll give them a little more time, but we'll see. Moving on to the bullpen. Now, obviously, this is a group that uh, Say Hey Doug was was all in on last year. They they didn't let me down. They were one of the best bullpens in the, in the game. And then I doubled down on them this winter. And I said, hey, I think they're going to be good again. You know, they got pretty much everybody back and they're 25th in ERA, 22nd in whip, 4th in walks per 9. This is the most disappointing number. 27th in K's per 9. They are not striking anybody out. 27th in hits per 9. They're giving up hits and 11th in home runs per 9, which whatever. But uh yeah, I mean starting these these middle you know the 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 guys you see first out of the pen well you know traditionally on most days and we'll get to that eventually um but like your dominic leones your Harlene garcias your john brebies your Zach latelles your jose alvarez's kind of the you know 6th 7th inning guys um what what are you feeling about them right now rob pretty pretty disappointing
1: yeah i mean pretty disappointing uh i truly do believe that guys like Rodon and Wood, Cobb. Not all Cobb's fault. Again, you know he's yeah. getting he's he's throwing a lot of pitches due to you know circumstances that are out of his control. But you know the bullpen is really really getting taxed with the starters not going more than five innings most nights. Uh, outside of Logan Webb, you you you're thinking you're lucky stars if one of these guys goes six, and that's. I mean, I think I think Jacob Judas went six yesterday, so you know, good on him. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe maybe he starts the trend. Maybe he he gets it going. But yeah, guys, they're just they're getting overworked, man. Guys like you know John Bravia, just a, a couple of years removed from, from from Tommy John. You know Camilo Duval right now is throwing five out of the last seven games. I, I want to say yeah. off off Tommy. I I know that for a fact. I mean and you know Gabe, Gabe Kapler right now he you know he's he's getting so you know strung up about the middle relief man he's he put in Camille Duvall in the 7th inning last Thursday the 6th inning on on Saturday like so the, the bullpen's getting over overworked to, to the point where Gabe Kapler thinks he you know he's got to flip it upside down where where he can he feels like he can eliminate guys like Latell and, and Alvarez, uh, unless the game goes in in the, in the extra innings, and and you know to an extent, Harlan Garcia, like Har- Harlan Garcia, he hadn't g- he hadn't given up a run uh, until last that, week. And, that Philly series, yeah, yeah, that Philly series, and you you forgot he was down there half the time. You know, he he had he had like eight or nine uh, uh, appearances, you know, without giving a run uh, uh, until. Gabe Kapler started going to him a little more consistently. So I, I really think they're just, you know, and okay, and Jake McGee not not having it early in the season, you know, through a bit, a bit of a wrench in, in, in Kapler's late inning plans, I think. And to McGee's credit, he's been very good since, since he's been back. I think he's had three appearances, hasn't given up a give, give up a run. Hell, I don't even know if he's given up a hit yet. In his in his three appearances since, since returning, but you know that's that's going to help them. I I, I really think because you know, he he does look like the Jake McGee of, of last year, still just throwing his fastball. You know, it's all he's got, but he has located it since his return, and he's he's hitting about nine, ninety five on, on on the gun. So that's that's been you know encouraging. But yeah, they're they're just going to have to fi- figure out a way to kind of build that bridge towards the the, the, the ninth inning again because I, I don't know what the laptop says i don't know what <laughs> i don't know what, what it's saying on there in the analytics department but you can't go every night pitching in reverse because or having your closer coming in the sixth or seventh inning because i can I, I people have said, well, sometimes you know the most important inning is the sixth or seventh inning. And that's that's where you can save the game. No, that's bullshit. You save the game in the in the ninth inning. Okay. That's that's the pressure situation. That's when you give me three outs, we're going the fuck home. That is where the game is saved. And if you're gonna tell guys like Zach Littell and Jose Alvarez and Haru Garcia, yes, you are getting or or Dominic Leone, yeah. If, we, if, if if this game gets to the night, we're going to you. You're telling me you're feeling good about that as a fan. You're a fucking liar if, if that's what you're telling me.
0: <laughs> Here's the thing I'll try and do this in two and a half minutes or less. All right. I think this is a talented bullpen. I, I think they have good relievers in this bullpen. Dominic Leone has been good. Harlene Garcia has been good. John Brebia. I said I thought he was going to have a, a much better year this year. He's been pretty good for the most he's, part. He's been good. He's been damn good. Tyler Rogers has been some uh, – he's been a letdown. He's, his ZRA is just under six. Obviously, he's got a good fit, 3-1-0, but, um, you know, maybe there's some bad luck there. I, I Whatever. I, I don't like Rogers late in, uh high leverage innings late anyways. He doesn't get a ton of strikeouts. Um, the Giants don't play defense. Yeah. They don't play defense, which, you know, with a lot of weak ground balls, that's important, which yes. he induces, uh, Zach Lattell, I know he got blown up one game that didn't help his numbers. Jose Alvarez has been pretty bad. Uh, and you bring up Jake McGee as well. And, and then you, you factor in kind of the, the other guys that have not done a ton, but they've been around and that's, you know, Sam long, they got rid of Tyler BD junior Marte, Mauricio Yovera. Sean Jelly's been up a couple times. Gregory Santos hasn't done anything. Um, I, I think he's hurt right now. And then Curvin Castro has has been struggling in, in AAA sack and can't even get back up. So, uh, you know, I I, I think that I, I'm not, like, overly worried about the bullpen. I, what worries me about the bullpen is the fear of the the rotation get not getting – Deep enough, and then hey, we can go with like two guys out of the bullpen, and boom, we can get a, a win and a save, whatever. No, it's consistently, consistently, you know, get into the fifth or through five, and then we need four or five relievers to finish it off. And then the next day, you're going to need four relievers again. Yeah, and it's, every night, uh, it feels like the last couple of weeks, it's a good day when the Giants only use three guys out of the pen. Yeah. And that's it's it's not happening a to ton. So yeah, I, I'm not trying to like justify and make excuses for the bullpen, but they have been taxed and they absolutely need more strikeout guys. And we'll obviously talk about trade options in the upcoming weeks. Um, and yeah, they do. They need more back end, high leverage, high K guys. Yeah. So you got one more thing to say? Go. Yeah, I I, th- I think you know you look back on, on, on last year. I mean, how how
1: much we took for granted, guys like Logan Webb, Kevin Gossman. Anthony Discofani, they were going six, seven innings every consistently. night. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Gossman yeah. had his little stretch last year where, where he was getting lit up and, okay, but Alex Wood, I mean, he was going six usually consistently last year or at least five, you know, but that – and that was every night. Every night you you, you knew once once Gossman or Weber or Discofani was getting pulled, if it was in the seventh, here came Dominic Leone to clean up the seventh. Tyler Rogers got the eighth. Jake McGee got the ninth. Boom, yeah. game over. Yeah. You know, and it was it was every night almost. It was so easy. Very rarely were we seeing guys like Alvarez and, and Garcia have high leverage situations last year. Now it's every freaking night. John, John Brabia too. I mean, they they, they threw John Brabia right out the gates last year into the fire because they because yeah. because they knew of his capabilities and I think they, you know, they kind of jacked him up last year, but yeah, to his credit, you know, Brett has, he's been a real bright spot down there this year. He looks like the Brebbia from Pope you know, pre-surgery.
0: Yeah, no, Brebbia has been good. Um, I'm confident in him when he comes in for sure. But yeah, I mean, this is a bullpen that, like I said, is taxed. And, you know, the good thing is, is I, I trust Farhan, especially when it comes to trades and adding to your bullpen is arguably the easiest thing to do. Um, you know, Cheap. when you, yeah, you, you don't have to give up a ton and you can go get some solid bullpen arms. And like I said, I won't throw on any specific names tonight. Cause I know we're going to be talking about that in the upcoming weeks leading up to the deadline, but um, this bullpen can end up still being fine. I, it's, it's not the end of the world where there's nobody, you know, in, in this bullpen that we could trust. Like Camilo Duvall has been, been good that's my guy he's been he's been pretty good for the most part but um i kind of wanted speaking of the bullpen you know we've kind of rounded out the roster um summarize overall thoughts of the roster top to bottom uh could they use some help yes do i think they'll get some help yes am i panicking hell no i i think uh you know i have them at 89 and 73 i think they're very much on pace for that and i think that'll get you that five or six um, see, you know that second or third wild card spot going into the playoffs. So yeah, yeah, I'm not panicking. No. Are you panicking? I I panic when,
1: like on Saturday, Gabe Kapler feels the need to do what he did with the bullpen.
0: And this is what I want to talk about next. So go for uh, it. Yeah.
1: Okay. When yeah. when he when he goes with Camilo Duvall in the sixth, Jake McGee in the seventh. Yeah, unconventional on the Duvall part, but you know what? it worked. It worked that day. Okay, it did, but. It works to the point where you feel like you can throw out Tyler Rogers for the eighth and the ninth inning. In what world do you think you can do that? The guy, I mean, he's a good pitcher. He, he, he pitches to contact, but you have a defense right now who doesn't play defense. They don't feel they don't (laughs) defense.
0: It doesn't play. defense.
1: Yeah. If you don't play defense, they don't play catch. They don't make the routine plays. So in what world, you know, you know, you know, do you think it's it's okay to send him out there for two innings yeah in, in a close game while you ju- you just passed up Dominic Leone Harlan Garcia Zach Lattell Jose Alvarez you just gave them the finger as the manager to to say yeah we're skipping over you guys today yeah I know we already used the, the Camilo in the sixth I know we already use Jake in the seventh and we just used Tyler in the eighth, but you guys suck so bad. We're using Tyler again in the ninth. Well, guess what? Yeah. They, they lost that game and a ball didn't leave the infield until the very last at bat.
0: I, you know, I said, I wouldn't, I I'm kind of over talking about last year, but I I've been trying to think of, you know, parallels of last year and this year, especially in regards to the bullpen and how Gabe Kapler, you know, his decisions are made and like, you know, when and why and how, um, I mean, obviously last year, April and May, we had the experimentation of guys that most people thought were ready. And a lot of them weren't, you know, uh, Camilo Duvall coming up last April was not ready. He was still developing, you know, that, that slider he still couldn't really locate his fastball consistently. Um, he's come a long way since then, but my, my point is like him and uh, Kervin Castro early in the year last year. You know, these guys that like they were kind of experimenting with and especially like when they were experimenting with, you know, I don't think like we would question things, but it was like, well, they're young and we don't mm-hmm. really know as a whole what we're going to get from this bullpen. John Brevy wasn't healthy at the time. Harleen Garcia wasn't, you know, established as like a consistent guy. Jake McGee was good out of the gates last year. So was Tyler Rogers but that was kind of it. We didn't really know what to expect. Get through last year and we come to this year, and you feel like you have, like, established roles for these guys. And, um, you know, Camilo Duvall has been getting the fair share of save opportunities. He has eight this year, which leads the team by a lot. Uh, And then, you know, when you think of the guys that lead up to him, you think of a Jake McGee or a Tyler Rogers, you know, those are your seventh, eighth inning guys. But then, yeah, you have – Camilo Duvall coming into the sixth inning two out of, I think, three days uh, this last week. And it's like, I can't really justify this one. It's different because it's not it's not we're not in experiment mode right now. You know, we we know what we get from these guys, um, unlike we did a year The Say Hey podcast is sponsored by Manteca Bedquarters. Whether you're located in the Bay Area or the Central Valley, head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Maine and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details. All right. So this is the first time we've had technical difficulties. Uh, fucking zoom. I want my money back. Uh, okay. We're close to finishing out anyways. I know we're wrapping up talking about um, Gabe Kapler's bullpen management and all that stuff, but um, obviously, you know, wrapping that up, like I said, I think the bullpen, if we can add another piece or two, uh, they'll be fine. Starters need to go later. Yada, 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 that kind of stuff. So, Looking forward to the next few episodes and we're we're going to be consistently coming back on here and hammering out some episodes. Uh, definitely excited to do that, but we're starting to get to the best time of the season, Rob, and that's the trade deadline. And I know last year, you know, with us here on say, Hey, and kind of combining with giants chatter, we did the trade deadline big last year and um, it was fun. So, uh, you know, Any thoughts uh, moving forward the next few weeks? Do we see Farhan get going early on the trade market? I mean, with with Farhan,
1: you know, there might be a trade going on right now that that we don't even know about. Um, Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe to a a smaller scale, like I could see a few more minor moves because yeah, the wheels are always turning with uh, Farhan and Scott Harris, but in terms of like big, contributors like you know some game changers no i think if last year's any indication um he's gonna ride this thing out until the until until the last minute i i don't think it's gonna be just one move this this year though i think we're gonna see two or three pretty significant moves at, at the deadline because there's a lot of uh there's a lot of room to improve on this roster i mean i think you can look at the bullpen the the lineup, especially from the right side, I think you can add two right-handed bats to to, to to this lineup. So I really think there's going to be a, at least two or three really significant moves, but nothing early. I I don't think nothing of real significance. I think it's going to be uh, another buzzer beater.
0: I am gonna rarely I rarely disagree with you. I'm gonna disagree with you here. I think there there may be you know for June you might see one or two. Uh, small moves that don't really, you know, move the needle, as they say. Mm-hmm. I think once we get into July and possibly even before the all-star break that Farhan pulls the trigger on something big, You yeah. uh, they, they have, I know, like I said, they have all this leverage that they hold on other teams um, and they could, they could definitely uh, possibly offer more, um, offer more of a, a long-term piece to for that's coming in that they know they can pay after the season, yada, yada, yada whatever. I, th- I think the Giants are going to bring in someone of significance um, no later than, you know, the all-star break. I, okay. I think someone comes up, but I agree with you. It's going to be multiple moves. You yeah. can see one or two small moves, but then I think there's going to be one or two really big moves, too. I think Farhan's going to, you know, put his, uh, how can I say this, PC-wise, he's going to put his ball sack out on the table and say, listen, I'm in fucking charge here. <laughs> this is what we're going to do because we, we know he's fleeced teams before. And I'm not even saying it's going to be a fleece move. Like it may be a, a a big move that obviously, you know, helps both teams out in the long run. But I'm excited, man. This, this deadline is going to be big for the Giants. Yeah, it's it's going to be
1: interesting this year specifically because I think the, the main reason I don't think it, anything's going to happen too, too quick is because the expanded playoff and the actual wildcard yeah, spot. Yeah, that's fair who's who, who's bowing out early is it going to be a team like the Nats is it going to be for guys like Nelson, Nelson Cruz got some guys are on that line you know in the American League is it going to be like the Tigers are they bowing out early like are they going to be yeah. the first ones the Orioles you know so it's yeah I, I mean Jafar never stops so if if there is a move to be made early I, I wouldn't put it past him to to, to be the guy to make that early move him and AJ Preller, you know?
0: Yeah. True. Yeah. You know, they were very aggressive too.
1: the the Padres were in early last year on, on Adam Frazier. They got going. So it's things are going to happen here soon. You know, whether it's the Giants or not, things are going to start, start happening.
0: And it's happening here on say, Hey podcast. Like I said, we're going to start hammering out some consistent episodes. I'm excited for our next one. Uh, Obviously, we'll talk about Rob and I are going with our buddy Brooks and Steven to the Giants World's game next Monday. So I'm sure in our next episode, we'll talk about uh, our I think it's everybody's first experience to the R of the season, except Stephen. Obviously, Steven's covered in some games. But yeah. for you, Brooks and I, it's our first trip this year. So mm-hmm. it, definitely excited to uh, get to Oracle and eat some garlic fries and drink some beer and watch some baseball in person, man. Excited Damn for right. it. So I'm right. Um, yeah, definitely excited moving forward. The summer is here, my friend, and the trade deadline is not here yet, but it's approaching. So uh, this is when things heat up around here. So definitely looking forward to it. So for Say Hey Rob, this is Say Hey Doug. And until next time, thank you for joining us. Go Giants. Go Giants. Don't get swept. When the
1: Giants come to town, it's fine.